0: Hey, I'm Grace Nichols, the kinship minister for Soulforce, and you're listening to our new podcast, Go With Grace, responding to white Christian supremacy with resistance and resilience. Soulforce works to end the religious and political oppression of LGBTQI people by decloaking the ideologies of Christian supremacy and healing our community's spirits from weaponized religion. We build radical analysis, political education, and spiritual power for activists across all social justice movements, wherever the work is threatened by white supremacy and Christian fundamentalism. We believe that our movements will only win if we can eradicate the ideological system that moralizes and justifies wide-scale violence and injustice, also known as white Christian supremacy. Therefore, our goal is to seed all our movements with a working knowledge of white Christian supremacy, how it functions, and the tools to combat it. We're gonna get into it, y'all, and we're gonna go with grace. Hey, y'all, I'm happy to be with you one more time before the end of 2021. In this episode, we hear from a variety of folks who reflect on what Soul Force has meant to them. As we close out our year and move into the next, we are looking to dandelions as our guide and inspiration. So, to kick us off, we have a friend, Shumi, who is an herbalist, sharing with us the powerful properties of dandelions. And I've known Shumi for many years. I'm really, really grateful to have benefited from her facilitation and from her herbal work. I take milky oat tincture most every day, and that has greatly helped with restoring some of my cognitive abilities and calming my central nervous system after a couple accidents I had a few years ago. I have been so grateful to know Shumi as a friend and a facilitator. One of the most powerful experiences I had with Shumi was going through a workshop they led um, on how to give an apology. And I really love this orientation, the ideas, you know, a lot of our world issues feel so overwhelming and most people in movement work want to solve all the big problems, but the truth is we have difficulty with simply apologizing to each other uh, after making mistakes or Uh, potentially hurting one another and so the idea is to start small and I really love all of the guidance that Shumi provides. So I'm excited to hear from Shumi but first quickly I'll talk about a few things that have uplifted or comforted me this past month and I will provide a courtesy Scorpio intensity apology. Because one of them is a book I found in a used bookstore called Graceful Exits, How Great Beings Die, Death Stories of Hindu, Tibetan, Buddhist, and Zen Masters, compiled and edited by Sushila Blackman. In uh, a small bit at the beginning on karma and rebirth, one of the sentences is... To be delivered from the fear of death and the certainty of rebirth, one must act without desire, without a personal agenda, and without an attachment to results. A highly difficult thing to achieve, but it seems a really useful encouragement to stay present and to reduce fear, knowing that our lives and our spirits are far more expansive than we could ever imagine. This also reminds me of, a, of an Instagram account I follow uh, coincidentally called Going With Grace and it is a death doula account. They also have a website called GoingWithGrace.com and that is led by someone called Alua Arthur who is a death doula and There are death doula training offerings, end-of-life planning, and support services. Death doula training is something I'm really interested in doing at some point, and I really believe in it because, I, I mean, I think people should have supported and comfortable transitions. And I also think that a lot of our problems in the world do stem from a fear of death that traps us. In a scarcity mindset and even contributes to binary thinking uh, as far as creating expectations of what life should be and how you live your life being a determinant of where you might go after you die, heaven or hell, and... and that feels honestly like too much pressure for me and I wonder how we might be able to relax and be a little bit more present with one another if we didn't feel that type of pressure and we weren't so afraid of death. I once heard it framed as if the purpose of this life is to grow and evolve, why wouldn't that be the purpose for our soul across all lifetimes? I think no matter what you believe about the afterlife, if we can all orient towards growth and change and healing while we're interacting in this lifetime together, I think it would help us all cultivate a a better purpose, a better collective purpose for our time together. So speaking of healing, let's hear from Shumi about the healing properties of dandelions.
1: Hi folks, this is Shumi. I'm your neighborhood herbalist pal. And I wanted to share with you a little bit about the magic of dandelion. It's possible that many of you may already associate dandelion with resilience. Um, Because when I think of a plant that's or the image of a plant we often see growing through the concrete, that plant is dandelion. In my opinion, dandelion really teaches us how to appreciate the medicine and healing qualities of what we often take for granted. It's really an immensely powerful herb, but it's very commonly regarded as a weed. And like right now, if you go into a Lowe's, you'll probably see a bottle of weed killer with dandelion's face on it. But I always think, you know, if you know how special this herb is, you probably wouldn't want to get rid of it. Um, and it also grows very abundantly in our yards and lawns, uh, at least here where I live, Um But you'll also now see the leaves being sold at grocery stores, which is kind of wild because it's quite free all around us. So dandelion tastes bitter. Um, The taste of the leaves and the roots are bitter. And in herbalism, when an herb is bitter, it's letting us know that it can help us with digestion. So What does that mean? Digestion basically means like really great poops and no tummy aches. (laughs) And so if you think about your diet, it's possible that like me, you're not eating or drinking many bitter things on a daily basis, maybe aside from coffee. Coffee is one of the few bitter things that we consume daily. So it's really a great resource, Dandelion, to our digestive system. And it's one that we're often losing out on because we don't eat a lot of bitter foods. It's really commonly featured in digestive teas and tinctures. Most people are probably using the root when they prepare those tinctures. Obviously, the root we know is powerful as fuck if it's growing through concrete, Um, But the leaves are also great. They're great for salads and smoothies and the yellow golden petals are also edible. When I was teaching cooking classes with kids, the kids in me would love to like pull the petals apart um, and use them to like decorate cakes or other sweet treats or things with icing. Just like brings a really magical quality to our kitchen. So I think that dandelion, really teaches us how to integrate all parts of ourselves, including the bitter or literally hard to swallow parts. I'll say, even though I hella respect dandelion, it's it's still a bitter herb. It's still a hard herb sometimes for me to take. Um, but knowing the medicine of it, um, it, it has me meditating on what are the parts of myself, including the parts that are hard to swallow, um, that I am really longing to integrate.
0: I love that meditation so much. Thank you, Shumi. That really makes it clear to me as to why Soulforce might look to dandelions as a guide, and source of inspiration, I think Soul Force does a really great job of having a look at what's difficult and saying, let's be real about it, let's see how we can transform it. And let's also be very powerful and persistent in busting up that which might seem immovable. I love what Shumi said about every part of the dandelion being useful, even the bitter parts. Makes me think of any difficult truth uh, in our individual lives or our societies. You know, we will never applaud white Christian supremacy for its impact on our world, but we can also never heal it unless we acknowledge that it exists. This is true for any type of trauma or difficult experience. And unfortunately, the original sin of white Christian supremacy is a trauma that the United States, in particular, has become increasingly cunning at denying. And when we deny a trauma or something that has caused harm, the impact just grows and grows. And the effort to conceal, Rather than heal, the trauma grows and grows and it creates a culture of denial and stress and inflamed culture, if you will, and a culture really disinterested in the truth. Even though, like an occasional bitter thing, the truth, once swallowed, once accepted and integrated, is Amazingly beneficial. Again, Soul Force's work is often intense, but I really don't think that there's any hope for our world if we are not very real about the foundations of our society. But just like in Shumi's workshop on giving an apology, start small. I think we should start with ourselves and be gentle and curious but diligent about unearthing the things about ourselves that we don't like or don't serve us or our communities, and practice. Like I said, a world built on a lie of white Christian supremacy is not one that digests truth easily. Uh, Take your truth in a tincture. Uh, Find a dose that works for you, and then go from there. I want to move us into hearing from a few other folks, because we were so gifted to hear from a variety of our people in our Soulforce family. One voice that couldn't make it is Mel White, who along with his partner Gary Nixon founded Soulforce, Mel has a variety of health needs at this time so couldn't send in a message but Mel and Gary send their love and holiday wishes and we would like to send so much love back to them and their family as they care for Mel and we just want to let them know what a legacy. What an important legacy they've created for us to do this work. You've changed and saved so many lives, including mine, and we are so grateful and we are holding you close. We love you and we're thinking of you. Here are a few other voices reflecting on what Soulforce has meant to them.
2: Saludos, my name is Delphin Bautista. I serve on the board of directors for Soulforce and was a previous equality writer and participant in, in several Soul Force actions. Soul Force has inspired me to come out and to embrace my trans identity, specifically as a genderqueer two spirit person. Soul Force has also inspired me. To claim my voice as a religious professional that is not ordained. That my voice as a lay person is just as powerful, just as fierce, just as needed as those who are clergy. As a lay person, as a Latinx, queer, and and trans person, Soulforce has helped me come into voice and share my voice. And I will be forever grateful to Soulforce for that hi i'm jelani my pronouns are they them i am a soul force board member and all around super fan of soul force i think and believe that the work that soul force does is incredibly important to everyone else's work on planet earth and i don't just say that because i'm a board member and a friend but really i do believe that you know there is not a way to move forward in any of the work that we do unless our spirits are right. And our spirits are not going to be right unless we, you know, start to really address how Christian supremacy has impacted, like, our people from moving them to making people believe that they are less than, um, to feeling like right-wing disinformation it just really is this thing that is bubbling under the surface of a lot of the issues that we're trying to tackle from the top down um i think that soul force does a really beautiful job of balancing both the like here's really hard facts here's theology to help people like fight back against what they hear in the realm of of christian supremacy um so a balance of that and a balance of like the heart work, the like, you belong, the very glittery, feathery, um, dandeliony type work that that you do and that, that we do um, together.
3: Hi, it's Reverend Nancy Palmer Jones. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm the senior minister of the First Unitarian Church of San Jose and I, got acquainted with Soul first, first by taking Queer Vacation Bible School in August of 2020, and it was transformative. So in all honesty, I think I'm in love with Soul Force. I'm in love with Soul Force's mission to dismantle white Christian supremacy, to respond with resistance and resilience to the harm that. The interpretations that have been laid on top of the Jesus story, uh, which is a fundamentally, I believe, a story of inclusion and of love and of transformation of the whole world. Um, uh, to get rid of the harm done by those interpretations that say that some belong and some don't. That some have full humanity and some don't. Um, I'm in love with that mission. I'm in love with this staff of Soul Force. every single person that I've met on the staff brings so much brilliance and creativity and the power of their own self-awareness and uh, life story. And I'm in love with the people that I met in the Queer Vacation Bible School, the, the uh, few weeks of class that we had together. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful, diverse group of folks we were how powerful it was to trust each other with our stories, how powerful it was to unpack the ways that um, queer stories are present everywhere in nature in the scriptures that um, are used by Jewish and Christian traditions um, and uh, and to Explore the, the healthy, glowing, beautiful theology that each of us that each of us can own. So it has changed the way that I share some of this material with my own congregation. As Unitarian Universalists, we are drawing on all of the wisdom traditions. So we're not um, we came out of the Christian tradition, but we have a perspective on it that insists on inclusion radical inclusion and um and the beauty and inherent worth of every single creature and person so thank you soul force i do love you and i can't wait to grow more by listening to this podcast go with grace and uh and taking more classes and deepening my relationships with all of you thanks again
0: Another board member of Soul Force, Reverend Rina Ramos, who leads the Ministerio Latino in Oakland, California, also lends her voice.
2: I give to Soul Force because Soul Force is doing essential work to help those of the Christian faith to renew their view of liberation because it's a message of love and acceptance, and this is what following Jesus should be. That is the reason I support Soulforce.
1: Hi, I am Asada de la Cruz, she, her, hers, and I am the communications herald for Soulforce. (laughs) I am so inspired by the Soulforce community and in knowing that I have an entire community of people behind me that are fighting against white Christian supremacy and fighting for us to have a space within the Christian world. And I love the encouragement and love the community of people that have really pushed me to stand strong and Christianity being the spiritual language that I speak and also being able to hold on to my queer identity as well, and realizing that there is
4: space for me to do both.
0: And to close this out, Co-Executive Director, Reverend Alba Onofrio.
4: I don't think it's even possible to overstate how much Soulforce has changed me and uplifted me. When I first started at Soulforce, I was told Soulforce can be the vehicle for whatever you dream within this work if you're willing to pour into it your creativity your heart your your effort and i feel like that's been true for everybody i know who is poured into soul force during my time here and i certainly feel like the more i give of my spirit and my creativity my energy um anything that i can think of that we can work on together to To help our people to bolster our movements to continue to fortify our souls in this fight and struggle for our liberation. self-force is mostly just like on board for as as a team of people as a community, as a community of faith, not in any particular religion or God, but in our people and in our movements and in the possibility of our liberation. So I just feel grateful for every soul who has poured some of themselves, some of their resources and the many forms that our resources show up into Soulforce because I feel like I'm among family and I'm a part of a group of people who are working to change the world from the inside out. And that for me is just like everything, everything, everything.
0: Thanks so much for accompanying me. And allowing me to accompany you as we deepen our understanding and analysis of white Christian supremacy and how to respond with resistance and resilience. If you like this podcast, if you felt like you've benefited from it in some kind of way, we do have a campaign going for Giving Season and that can be found at soulforce.org networkforgood.com I'll put that in the show notes. In the meantime I hope you feel rested and connected and rejuvenated to continue this work in your community and in the ways that feel meaningful to you. We will be taking January off to hopefully evolve and expand the podcast uh, to better serve us and you. So we'd love to hear from you as well. You can email me at grace at soulforce.org. I'm sure you've got some brilliant ideas and I'd love to be in touch. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, blessed be your holiday season and new year. And with everything, you go with grace. Take care, y'all.